Okay, ready for chapter 54? Mm-hmm. Okay, so 54. This is the last one on Sheor, which means death. And now it's Harathan's perspective. And Harathan is just found out that Telvery went and killed Royal. And he doesn't really know who Royal is, but he's like, what the heck's going on? And so he's trying to figure out what to do about that. And he also hears that Rayodin is coming back. So he's figuring out how to address that. Um, and then he's going to go talk to Telvery. But then he shows up and there's a whole like assassination party going. And Iandel's there and Iandel <laughs> killed Tellery and then someone kills Iandel and everyone's dead. And then that's how part two ends. <laughs> oh my God. All right, Sam, what did you think of this this part of the book? Oh, it was just, it felt so rushed. So rushed. It, it was, you know, I thought, I don't know. I think part two is probably my favorite part of the three parts mm -hmm. and um but this part uh it was just it, it moved by way 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 too fast sanderson probably got an email from the publisher and they're like you have two weeks to get a manuscript and he's like got it everybody's dying how can i end <laughs> these stories quickly <laughs> easy easy they die they kill each other at the same time that's two deaths one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that's part of it? His editor was like, this book's too long. Gotta cut some of, some of it out. And he was like, well, I can't cut out the world building. I'll just cut out all that gray space in between all the killing. Yeah. And it's certainly possible. I mean, it, it, it doesn't make any sense that, like, he spends so much time on everything else. And then he's just like, yeah, well, I think I'm just going to jump to the next part that I want to talk about. Yeah. I, think, I think part of it, too, if I'm not being so cynical and being like, this is the publisher, is it could also be this is one of Sanderson's first books. He is a very traditional Mormon person. And from what I understand in like the literature and the books that they write, it's kind of frowned upon if it's too gratuitous. So I could see, I could see a world where, so that's why in Sanderson's book, it's any romantic, anything always ends up in them getting married because he doesn't want to have physical relationships if it's not between married people. So I could see similar with like murder and stuff. He's like, we're going to just make it quick all at once one page <laughs> versus like a drawn out battle with lots of gore and like description yeah I mean, that's that's certainly possible i just think it's bad writing well i can agree with you on that so what did you think about Harathan? So he thinks that Serene found in the past few days, she found someone who looks like Rayodin and she put him in a suit and she said, you're my husband now. Now that Royal's dead, it's been six hours. I've been looking for a husband for everywhere, but now I found you. Mm -hmm. You're going to be my husband now and I'm going to go make you king. And Harathan thinks to himself, she certainly works quickly. Krathen thought with a respectful smile. Sounds just like something Serene would do. 
I was going to say, have you ever gotten credit for something like that where you're like, there's no way I did that? (laughs) (laughs) No, I, 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 what doesn't make sense to me is like Harathan starting to be attracted to Serene. Oh my God. Yeah. That's okay. That is one of Sanderson's tropes. I read that. Okay. He loves a love triangle. He puts it in where it never makes any sense. <laughs> Every single book. And this one, he was like, oh, God. He's like, I only have 10 pages left. He's like, the love triangle. I forgot to set it up. <laughs> He's like, I'll do it now. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Never. They never do. They never do. They never do. And you're just like, why are you doing that? <laughs> Karathan's also just always wanted to be married. I think Karathan has the most tragic story of all. It never gets better for him. No. From what I've read so far. And it continues to go downhill. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, maybe we kind of saw like some hints of that when he when Serene turned into an Elantry and everyone was like, oh, so sad. And he was like, no one was sad for me. Where, like, Mm -hmm. his heart was starting to... It grew three sizes that day. And he's realizing, like, oh, I don't have any friends. And Serene's kind of the only person, like, on his level who isn't Diloph. His options are pretty slim. I don't know that Harathan's ever had... Has ever really spoken to Serene. Outside of their weird banter back and forth when he was doing his first hate speech. Right. But, I mean, I could see, like, he feels like Serene's on his level. You know, like she's clever. She can outwit him. He it feels that. it feels like Snape and Lily Potter. You know what I just thought of it? That it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if this is an actual trope, right? But when you have the strict religious figure who's really attracted to like the woman or the person that they're not allowed to have a relationship with. Oh, interesting. Like you think of the the bishop or whatever from mm-hmm. uh, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh uh, yeah, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm like just burning with desire for this woman, and everybody's like, oh, that's a it's a little little weird dude, a uh, kind of creep. I think uh, Scarlet Letter too. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I think so right, he was a minister. That was his little baby that he didn't want. Yeah. Yeah, I think that could probably be a trope. A lot of the other books in Sanderson's writing are are not this religious forward. All of his worlds do have their own religions, but you don't have someone who's as devout as Tarathan getting a prime, prime time spot. So I don't know that I've seen that in his other writings. Yeah. I mean, I could I could see that. It it does though still feel very out of the blue. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But he really needed to check that box. The one thing that made me really kind of irritated about this whole thing is that in the previous chapter we just found out or is this the same chapter? No, previous one. Um, Tellery had hired assassins to go, not Tellery, Royal, 
royal hired assassins to kill Telri. And Ian Dell's like, I'm going to go myself. And then he dies. You know, that's right. The assassins are going to show up. Are they going to kill someone else? They're going to go home? I don't know. Well, did he, I don't know. Did they know what the assassins, because by the end of the treason meeting, they had decided not to kill Telvary because Rayodin gave this like moving speech of like, we can do something better, guys. So was it that like Royal died? And so now they're like, who are these assassins? We don't have their number. Can't call them. I'm doing it myself. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's a good point, though. Yeah, I, I just read that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. OK, and then do we know who killed Iandel? They killed each other. What? I'm assuming that's what happened. I don't know. That seems to be how it plays out. Really? He just dies in the battle. Okay, so it's it's just one of the guards or something. Yeah, I think we're just assuming that either Telri killed him or there was a scuffle along the way. And Iandel, so what I'm imagining is Telri is probably able to get away. Iandel's slicing down the other guards, but the other guards, all their little tiny attacks add up into major damage for Iandel. And he's like, oh my God, this is the end. And he makes one last hurrah to just chop off Tellery's head. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. It It's possible that what, the, what we're bumping up against is bad writing. Just saying. It is, it is possible. All right. Well, do we want to wrap up part two with a comment on bad writing? <laughs> does that does that honor <laughs> is this the respect this we far? give after 30 hours of, <laughs> of in-depth analyzing analysis okay so predictions for part well i'm only one who hasn't finished reading it and i've read part of chapter three or part three yeah, so give us your predictions on what's going to happen next. Um, honestly, I think I had no idea what was going to happen when I finished reading this. I was like, everything in that chapter came out of nowhere. I don't know. Um, I guess I thought Rayodin would probably be king, and that would be good. Mm -hmm. I don't think I really had any big predictions. Okay. I mean, I definitely didn't at this point. Yeah. Sam, what were your thoughts when you got to part three? Um, I was just kind of having a little bit of whiplash. Yeah. It, it, it's like when you get in one of those roller coasters that just shoot off from the beginning. Like yes. I'm, I'm ex you know, it, it, it's almost like we had been on a crank going up towards the top. And you're like, oh, I see how far the top is from here. But then suddenly... It puts on like after jets. You're like, <laughs> what's going on right now? <laughs> and then it flies off the rails and it turns into a spaceship. Yes, there you go. <laughs> and then oh, go I should have been guessing that listener. the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it, it's pretty wild. Okay, well, Sam, what were your, well, I guess we kind of talked about your thoughts on Elantris at the beginning. 
Did we hear your yeah. overall thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. I, so. I guess we did. I guess we did already. All right. Well, let's. Oh, we've been going a long time. Oh, we've only been going an hour. That's pretty good. Yeah. This is our shortest one yet, actually. Yeah. Well, we did two chapters. Oh. Well, I All think right. we can keep going, but if you don't want to keep going, we can stop. No, let's do it. Um, on? Yeah. All right. Let's try to get through 55. I think we can do that. Maybe 56. Okay, I'm going to unofficially call chapter 55 cringer cute. The whole thing. The whole thing. <laughs> I I kept underlining things. And I was like, oh my God. It just, <laughs> this, to our analogy, we are hitting the turbo jets. The wheels are starting to come apart from the roller coaster. We are starting to get air and we're about <laughs> to take off. So I'm guessing you thought it was all cringe. It was a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, my my summary was Rayodin and oh, Sweet yeah. are so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were cute. I liked it. Okay, so chapter 55, it's called Nay, which means sight or clarity. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see Rayodin and Serene, and they're just hanging out, being cute or cringe together. Um, we learn a little bit a little bit more about Rayodin, how he did his trickery in the mm-hmm. treason meeting. Uh, we learned more about Elantris. And then they use this giant magnifying glass to see what's going on in the city. And they see that Telri and Indel have both died. Yes, we find out that Rayodin has magic to have a magnifying glass of the entire city. He never did use it to find out who was delivering the food in Elantris, though. (laughs) He wanted to be surprised. (laughs) So I do want to point out that part three is called The Spirit of Elantris. Oh, yeah. And I think that kind of ties into the role of Rayodin for Elantris, that he is the spirit, like we had kind of thought about earlier in the book. And then there's this first line where it's Rayodin and he's looking down at Elantris or outside of it and he's like it feels so unnatural like to look away from the city he's like that's my home and he said the line he should no more be separated from Elantris than his spirit should be separated from his body he is the spirit yeah exactly I think Chrissy had kind of sniffed this out early on Mm -hmm. that his purpose is to bring life back to Elantris. Mm-hmm. Mm, you know, I had never said it exactly like that. But that makes a lot of sense. I knew what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Yeah, you got me. You gave me the eggs and the flour and the baking soda, and I turned it into a cake for you. <laughs> My half-baked thoughts. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, a whole cake for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your first cute or cringe? Okay. <laughs> this wasn't really a cute or cringe, but I did want to point out that Serene has been operating up until this point in a little blonde wig <laughs> from Carmelita's spats. <laughs> <laughs> that we think 
that I think that was Shayor's wig. You know, the little girl who was an Elantris, Sam? Yeah. She had this blonde little wig. No, and... there's no way she has actually Shayor's wig. No, I don't no, think no, it's no, the no, same, no. but it's the same wig shop. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so tell we think our hypothesis is that Tellery was supplying his daughter, who is Shayor, the wig and the dress. Yes. Making sure that she had like supplies, even though he is pretending like she wasn't an Elantrian. Okay. And so my hypothesis is that she has Serene has this wig that probably looks exactly like Shayor's. And I have support for that because Rayodin's looking at Serene and she's wearing a dress for someone else, but she's six feet tall. So it's actually a mini dress. And he's like, Ooh, I like all the leg. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, fine. And then he describes her hair. She wore her short blonde wig, which was cut in a style that made her look younger than she was. A schoolgirl instead of a mature woman. Oh my gosh. Well, Rayo did revise a six foot tall schoolgirl. Rayodin was an old what... man. Yeah. <laughs> Brings I'm a schoolgirl. This is where we're seeing him being raised. By that dude. <laughs> Royal. <laughs> the Royal's coming out. Yeah. Serene is uh, grow up skipper. <gasps> <laughs> her torso elongated, but her hair stayed the same. And her clothes stayed the same. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it all comes full circle. This is terrible. What? <laughs> No, just what you're saying. Like, this is horrible. Isn't this where it's going? Oh, my God. Sanderson brought us here. But we're we're too far in. <laughs> we can't We've stop committed. now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I have a lot underlined, Chrissy. So you're going to have to jump in where you can jump in. Okay. We're double well, dutching. You start sharing yours. Okay. So Serene's like, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't figure it out. I'm so good at puzzles. And she's like, I thought the king killed you or exiled you. And then Rayodin said, he certainly would have liked to, Rayodin said. He tried to send me away on numerous occasions, but I usually wiggled out of it somehow. And so this I highlighted because we had postulated that perhaps the king had been doing some of his mystery cults to get rid of Rayodin. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I kind of wonder if there was just a happenstance of him doing his cult stuff and Rayodin went away to Elantris and then it he made credibility. It. Yeah. So then he was like, oh, now I got to get rid of Serene. And then so then he started double timing. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Because I don't know if we ever, I guess Rayodin really did just become an Elantrian by chance. Because I was thinking maybe somehow I didn't pulled some strings to make it happen on purpose. But yeah, I think that's a good explanation. It was by chance and it lined up with the mysteries. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Sam? Any thoughts? Yeah, I, the, the whole mysteries thing, honestly, that also feels very out of left field. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. I I would be surprised if the king was actively trying to get his son dead that that seems to me to be unlikely i know that they were having problems but it still seems to me to be unlikely yeah 
You think that's too far? I yeah, am. I just don't think he would do that. Even though he killed all of those little cutlery girls to get rid of Serene. Yeah, those are women, not men. True. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like... <laughs> and they were peasants. And they were Nobody's. peasants. Yeah, nobody's. Nobody's gonna miss them. Oh, I know. God. I'm serious. Like, yeah. This is like the 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 grossness, right? Of oh the, my god. Of how they write it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Terrible. Well, to be fair, Raiden says he tried to send him away on numerous occasions, so it could be more like exile or like go on this trip in this faraway country. Go no, off yeah. to Lantris. Yeah. You'll well, live forever. He wanted him to go somewhere else, right? I'm not saying he wanted him around, but I don't think he wanted to kill him. Yeah. No, his involvement in the mysteries is just really weird. It feels like random. We never learn yeah. where it comes from. I think um I think if you were reading with as careful of an eye as Chrissy and I have you would see that Sanderson did sprinkle in the mysteries a lot, but they were just one word here, one word there. So if you're just, when I first read it, I felt like that too. I was like, this feels crazy. Like, where is this coming from? But on my second yeah. read and we're being so detailed, it does seem more thought out. Sure. I, yeah, man. Well, I still have the prediction that Diloff was from Duladel. And maybe he introduced Ayad into the mysteries. Oh, yeah. That was still my prediction when I was first reading this. Oh, when you're first reading it? Well, yeah. So I, I've read like the next few chapters. So I don't think I think that anymore. Oh, okay. I, I have a hard time seeing Diloff uh, doing anything but his religion. Well, Diloff was originally one of the Arleon people. So we had kind of talked about a little bit because he's that was like his whole big thing, because like you said at the beginning, he wasn't from the country. So that's why he couldn't become like high up in the ranks. But he's mm -hmm. also from the other thing that's very surprising is he's from Arleon. So he's one of those blonde people, albeit very short and small in stature, like one of the lollipop guilds. But he is from there. And so we had kind of postulated that might be why he hates it so much. Because when you sure. flip. Yeah. All right. Um, cringe or cute. Serene huffed to herself. And you let me go on in ignorance. My own husband. I gave you a clue. He protested. Cringe. Yeah. Serene's line was a little cringy. Okay. But the next one I thought was kind of funny because he's like, I gave you a clue. And she's like, that was like literally a second before you revealed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that is true. So that made me laugh. Okay, next one. Serene thought for a moment. Then she nodded sharply. Definitely. I've been engaged twice during the last two months and I never got a wedding. A girl deserves a good wedding. That made me laugh. I thought it was kind of that funny. Kind of, that kind of made me laugh, too. A queen's Fuck. wedding, Rayodin agreed. That made me cringe. I was like, ugh. Yeah. It's all so cringy. All of this gets the cringe? All of it. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Also, it's only been two months. Like, I guess I knew that, but my gosh. Sanderson, Sanderson fudges the timeline somewhere around here, somewhere around here. Cause I was like, tax day is coming up in a week. And now it's a month. Like they got an extension. <laughs> Something happened. Jade, it's like, hey guys, my plane got delayed. We need to back it up an additional 30 days. I'll be here then to take over the town. That's when you could do the taxes. <laughs> I'll be right. A little behind in the office. Yeah, you're a little behind. <laughs> <laughs> um, we see a little bit of foreshadowing with the market still being like very busy, even though everyone's like, why are they trying to sell anything? No one's trying to buy anything. Yeah. Did that set you off when you saw that? Were you like, hmm? Yes. Yeah, that did. And and at that point I was like, oh, they're they're getting ready to attack here. That's what they're staying for. There's also a good line in that part where it says that the city seemed cold and lifeless. Um, the political uncertainty was destroying the economy of Erlon as surely as Iden's rule had destroyed its spirit, which destroyed Rayodin. Well, I mean they <gasps> him in Elantrian. Yes. That was well, a... and maybe it also kind of dovetails into when Elantris fell, the spirit of Elantris died, but then oh. the town of K kind of maybe got big. And like now that's like the new kingdom. And now we're going in reverse where K is dying and then Elantris is in process of revival. Oh, interesting. I don't know. I just made that up, but it seems like maybe they can't both be. They Friday. could. Mm -hmm. Maybe Serene will run K and Rayodin will run Elantris. It'll be like, what was that called? Like, who is that artist? It was like a hispanic artists and they had like the two separate houses that had a bridge in the middle but like her husband lived on one and the wife lived on the other <laughs> i so could definitely see serene and rayota needing two different palaces so with a catwalk in between them <laughs> oh i think it'd work for them did you have any lines highlighted or not really um you know what, actually? Well, okay. Yeah, okay. So Rayodin and Serene start talking about Royal, and Rayodin's like, oh, yeah, Royal was basically my dad. Like, he raised me. And then Serene says, he was like a wily old grandfather, and he almost became my husband. And she's like, I would have married him. I know. Would you have done that if you were in her position of like, this is what needs to be done? But you would have married, yeah, your wily old grandfather. I mean, sure, why not? If my option is to be a forever widow and not be able to get married to anybody, or the other option is I marry my grandpa, and then I'm in the same position, but now I have lots of money. I mean, yeah. I think it would be fine. <laughs> Easy choice. Easy choice. But I'm watching Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I'm so glad you brought it up. And 
<laughs> and one of the housewives in Salt Lake City married her step grandpa <gasps> so that she could inherit her mother's church no and all the money. What? And now she's on a reality TV show. And whenever she's on the screen, she's just walking around her big house with all of her stuff, usually by herself. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. Wild. We find out, I think, what is Rayodin's true purpose, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So, So when Royal died, that was like his dad. He was really upset about it. And so the lines that I have, Rayodin had stayed up late memorizing modifiers. A indoor healing was a complex, difficult art. This is an important part. But he was determined to make certain no one else died because of his inability. So I think Rayodin's purpose is to be like a healer, a like person that saves and helps people. Mm -hmm. But not necessarily being a leader or a king. Yeah, I could see that. Royal means helper. He raised Rayodin to be a helper. Oh, and a perv. <laughs> you get the good with the bad. <laughs> you can't choose what you Listen, pass on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone tries to be their best as a parent. Sometimes you pass on some things that you don't like. <laughs> uh, okay, my prediction when I read that he was doing all the modifiers is that they're going to go into this big battle and Serene's going to be on death's door and Raiden's going to work some magic and he's going to heal her. And so all this is going to come back to save Serene. Okay. Were you expecting him to grow her hair back? No, uh, that was a new trick that he learned. Yeah. Rayodin leveled up in the 10 minutes that we didn't see him. We went back in time a month and he got more skilled. (laughs) So... The level up that happens of of, of Rayodin happens way too fast. This is another of my... With his magic? Yeah. Yeah, the only thing that I could think of is he was practicing so hard and he was doing it all 100% correctly and he was trying to be as perfect as he could because he thought that's why he what like the magic wasn't working. So then once he figured out how to... He's like, all I have to do is draw this little chasm line then all of those previous experiences just like click together all at once. And now he's unstoppable. Yeah. Cause he's just been studying this stuff, I guess for the past, I would have said three months, but now two months. Yeah. It's just, it's, I just think it's too, too much too fast. Yeah. It, it would have been nice to have a little 80s montage there of Rayodin practicing and doing stuff and us, like, seeing some of his abilities. Yeah. Because it really just seems like he could do whatever he wants, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he had to go at the same speed as Ian Dell and Telvery. And they went all the way. All the way. So... Rayodin had a had a level up. Yeah. Okay, I had another prediction here. And okay. also a note. 
is that Raiden sent Galadin back to teach the Elantrians the Aendor because he doesn't want the secret to die with him, which is nice because it seems like the other, the original Elantrians, the secret did die with them. And so mm-hmm. he's like, I'm not going to make that happen again. And my prediction is that someone else is going to figure out how to fully unleash the Aendor. Ooh. And I thought maybe Karada, but then I thought Aiden. He has all of his numbers. He knows the exact proportion. Yep. That's Mm -hmm. it. So don't you think it's weird that Rayodin knows all of this magic? He's become like a level 100 wizard overnight. But he's been holding on to this for several days. Like, why did he just now send Galadin back? He should, people should have been learning this from the the second he figured it out. Don't you think? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, but he, okay, he figured it out. And then like that day he and Galadin snuck out. I mean, that see, that was like what drove me nuts is because I'm like, he didn't send Serene a little say on FaceTime. Hey, I'm going to be dressed up as this crazy guy, Kalu, but no, he wanted to surprise her. Okay, fine. But then it's like with Elantris, you would think he would say, hey, Karata, look, if you do this, it does magic. You guys practice. Here's a book. Read it. I'll be back. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that, I could see that. That's that's expecting too much from him. Uh, <laughs> you felt like that was a bad move, Sam? No, I'm not saying it was a bad move. I'm just, it's just like, yeah, no, why doesn't he share this stuff? Raiden keeps place things way too close to the chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you feel like he should have revealed himself to Serene in Elantris before she was even an Elantrian. Yes. Yeah. Then they would have avoided that awkward thing where she was like, uh, I didn't even like Rayodin anyways. And it like crushed his little Elantrian heart. His heart almost started beating again. Just to break <laughs> in two. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely kind of frustrating where you're like, just talk to each other. Like, why are you guys not talking to each other? Yeah. Yeah, this is all a book about communication, actually. <laughs> okay. Uh, Cringer cute. Serene ran disbelieving fingers through the, the hair. Then she looked up at Rayodin with teary eyes. Thank you, she whispered, pulling him close. You have no idea what it means. That was cute. I thought that was cute. Cringer cute, Sam. I don't know. It was fine. I don't find anything that they do in this book cute. Is there a book where you found it cute? Uh, I've, I mean, I've read books where cute things happen. Sure, yeah. This is not okay. one of them. All right. You need to read The Fault in Our Stars. Oh, okay. And then tell us your thoughts. Well, we should we should just have a recap episode. Maybe that's what we can do. Oh, my God. All right. You... Yeah, we'll we'll do a part two for the Fault in Our Stars because you and I, Sam, will have a field day. We'll lace you in with past me. I'm sure we'll have the same opinions. <laughs> I don't think so, Candy. <laughs> All right, so Serene's really been growing on us, but old Serene comes back when she asks Rayodin to drop his illusion and show his Elantrian face. And she says, it isn't as horrid as you think, Rayodin. Right <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it's only a little horrible. It's only a little horrible. Did you find it unbelievable that Serene was just like, oh my God, you tricked me two times. Like double subterfuge. And she just wasn't, she was just totally accepting about it. Did that seem? She wants to be married. <laughs> I mean, I'll brush over it. She's got the hots for a dead guy. So I, I don't really trust any of her judgment. Yeah. She's seeing these red flags, but she's seeing wedding bells at the end of it. And she's like, I don't care. Even if you're a zombie, we're getting married. We're doing this. We're yeah. doing it. Okay. So what did you think when you found out that Rayodin had two illusions on? One with his jacket, which was Kalu, and then one with his undershirt, which was Rayodin. And he layered them. I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought that was clever. I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. I liked it. I think that's where Sanderson is his best. He's very, like, logical when it comes to, like, physical things or, like, science. And he's just very clever about those types of stuff. Yeah. Okay, okay, going off the line where she just said, you're not that horrid. Um, Rayodin goes, you think you can get used to this? And then Serene says, Rayodin, I was going to marry Royal last week. He was a dear old man, but he was so incredibly homely that rocks looked handsome when he stood next to them. <gasps> oh my gosh. I know, this is the, the real Serene is coming out. <laughs> She's like... <laughs> She was trying to be nice when she wasn't married, but now she's like, I'm married. This is who I am. I am vicious. <laughs> Saying it how it is. <laughs> okay, but are we are we more surprised that, at that or that Rayodin's response was to laugh and his heart was jubilant? You know why his heart's jubilant is because he's like, who is this woman that she was willing to marry Royale, right? Like, yeah, it, it makes him feel better about like all of it. Yeah, he's like, if she's okay with this old man, she'll be okay with my dead body. It probably made him feel better. I, I guess so. But it doesn't seem like they're really honoring Royal's dead body, who just died yesterday. <laughs> His blood stains probably still on the carpet that they're oh like God. laughing, having this conversation about <laughs> how ugly he was. We find out suddenly that Serene is afraid of heights. <laughs> it hasn't come up before. She was on the wall of Elantris, wasn't she? No, She's never she been afraid. I think she has been. Because she looked down and she saw Rayodin. Yeah. Does it come up then? No. When she was on a skyscraper. <laughs> so either she either she's like, I'm being my cutesy girl self and I'm married now. So now I'm afraid of heights and I like to cook and paint. Either <laughs> that's happening. My other thought is maybe she had a big front on before and Rayodin's able to kind of get the real serene that could make sense although i don't know i mean this is a really minor point so right um sanderson not including it when she was on the wall of elantris really isn't a big deal but 
would have made sense because she was like just in her own thoughts like she wasn't trying to pretend to not be afraid of heights but yeah anyways uh is she just being cutesy or is this actually yeah do you think she's being sincere or do you think she's just trying to be like oh help me i think she's being sincere yeah I, i think so okay All right, now this is where Rayodin has a magnifying glass of the world. (laughs) (laughs) And he just, he deploys it just without telling Serene anything that's happening. And he's zooming in. He's like map guy on election day, zooming in where he needs to go, finding the votes. And then Serene says, that's useful. <laughs> we, Chrissy just pulled up a picture of Plankton's chum bucket with his big evil telescope. <laughs> one giant wrong. eye. Giant eye. <laughs> That's. That's Rayodin and Serene in their dream house in the chum bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the rest of the city. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Well, now they know that Ian Dell and Tellery are dead. <laughs> That's that concludes mean. chapter 55. Yep. All right. Do we have it in us for chapter 56? How long is I can this keep one? rolling. All right, let's see. We we'll, can do it. Yeah, this is where the roller coaster, we are totally off the tracks. Anything goes. <laughs> what a finger adventure. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that Chrissy's. <laughs> I just looked up and Chrissy's hair looked like she, <laughs> she just woke it up like a 12 hour nap. <laughs> <laughs> I've in fact just been sitting here. <laughs> yeah, so we're in the part of the pod anything goes, including Chrissy's hair. <laughs> All right. <sighs> Give us a summary. Okay. Let's see. Oh, okay. So this is Ray Odin's perspective. No, this is Serene's perspective now still mm-hmm. on the nay chapter which means insight and they just saw that everyone is dead over at the palace and then they look up and they see a lantern guards are marching over to keen's house and keen's like whoa <laughs> little do they know i have enough supply to last me a year here so we can just block them out i'll be fine but rayodin's like no no i want to talk with them and then it turns out that they come and they're like hey we want you to be king and he was like okay perfect just what i wanted and so then he's like i'll be coronated coronated in an hour and everyone's like this is a good plan but anyways <laughs> at his coronation um deal off makes some magic happen and he makes riordan's illusion fall off and so now everyone knows that he's an elantrian because like we were saying earlier none of the boys club asked what had happened to him in the past two months but now they all know he was an elantrian um, but then Serene makes a very moving speech and kneels before him and says, he is still my king. And then everyone follows. And then some people are even kind of happy, but most people are like, I'm done with all of this. This country's falling apart. And 
I think that's all that happens here. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all that happens. That is only in uh, two and a half pages, people. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Okay. So we start off with Serene and Rayodin. They're kind of grappling with the fact that Iandel and Tellery are dead. And Serene's like ripping up her plans once again. She's like, I'll draft it once more. And so the first line that I underlined, and I'm wondering what you guys think about it, is so Shudin is sad. And Serene's like contemplating why is he sad? And she um she thinks his future father-in-law, so that's Ahan, had turned out to be a traitor. Terena, his girlfriend, had reportedly disappeared. And now his best friend, Iandel, was dead. Where is Terena? Did Ahan have some, I don't know, people kind of whisk her away to keep her safe? Like before he died, he arranged something? I literally don't know. Sam, you recently finished the book. Does she come back? Um, But don't spoil anything. Yeah, yeah, like at the end. Um, okay. I just think it's poor writing by Sanderson. Oh. So we're talking everything up to. <laughs> we're like, we don't know it's... what happened here. Poor writing. <laughs> Chrissy and I will sit there and hypothesize for 25 minutes being like, oh, this must be what he meant. <laughs> Sam will sit it for two seconds. He's like, bad writing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> when you When you subscribe to nihilism, you uh you realize oh no this guy's just an idiot yeah he's not an idiot sanderson's not an idiot but yeah no 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 not 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 the tail end of the horse you really dropped the ball there (laughs) (laughs) all right so now we see keen and serene's like looking at him and keen is all of a sudden evolved from a jolly maui wowie from moana and now he's like full on demigod status. And she says, gone was the brusque com- but compliant chef. And in his place was a man who seemed more like a grizzled admirable admiral from her father's Navy. And Kin's just like kind of walking in and taking this leadership role. So what do you think about Kin stepping up to the plate like this, Chrissy? It's definitely a change. Kind of makes sense because circumstances have changed a lot. Um, Let's think. And like he does seem to have something else to his past that we don't know about with all of his travels and stuff. Mm -hmm. So could make sense that there's another side of Keen that we haven't seen before. What do you do you have any thoughts on what that might be or? Well, I did read the next chapter, so now I can't unthink what I learned. I was shocked though. When I found (laughs) I was floored. (laughs) All right. Well we'll leave that as a teaser. Let's do the next chapter. I don't know if it is in that chapter or if it's like the next two chapters. Two chapters. Let's do the next two chapters. Oh my God. Sam's like, I'm gonna make sure you guys finish the book. That's why I agree to come on the pod. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I need to put this out of its misery. <laughs> yeah. <it's> tonight. <laughs> we can do it. We're going to do a live reading of the remaining chapters. <laughs> that would be faster than the pace we are going. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> okay. I'll be honest. I didn't really underline a lot of lines here because I was just so into all the things going on. Yeah. yeah well, mm-hmm. oh, go for it. Oh, it's going to say, what did you guys think of Ken Keen? I, like I said, when I was reading this book, I was like, who's that? <laughs> Don't know. Um, I was not keeping track of the names. What about you, Sam? I, um, I, I, I think there, I was thinking like, okay, so what is this guy's story kind of deal? Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I've finished the book, I cannot un unsee what I have read. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. It's hard to, to go backwards. Yeah. The emperor has no clothes. And Chrissy is now seeing that the emperor has no clothes. I underlined that Rayodin planned to hold his coronation within the hour. What? He literally makes himself a leaf crown and he puts it on his head. <laughs> I'm Peter now. He's like, I'm king now. That's what Serene did. Um, okay, so this was the line that I talked about earlier. So this is from Rayodin's perspective. Serene smiled encouragingly as Rayodin approached. It amazed him how much she had to give, considering what she had been through recently. I thought that was sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. No cringe there. All right. So now Rayodin's getting ready to make his speech. And he's like, I'm going to be the king now. I'm imagining him. He has like a little leaf crown. He has like a little tablecloth. He's tied around himself his little makeshift robe and he's talking to everyone and then he froze he felt a power and then he realizes that his eyes fell on a small red robed form almost invisible among the noblemen the power was coming from him and it's a Dorethy priest who we realize is Diloph what do you think about that Okay, this confirmed to me that um, Diloph was, a, what did I think, Eduladin, and he mm-hmm. was actually an Elantrian or something, and I thought Diloph's whole purpose was he was from the land that Harathan tried to destroy, and Harathan did such a terrible job and was so, like, horrendous to everything, to everybody, that he was mm-hmm. going to come back and show Harathan, like, what's the word? What's what? Yeah. Or like just to show him like that's not how you do things. Like that's that's bad. Don't do that. Yeah. And so this just confirmed that he was actually an Elantrian when I read this. Yeah. What did you think, Sam? I um this is the part of the book where I really started to dislike it. And mm. uh, you ever watch Dragon Ball Z? Yes. So it's like you you power up the hero only so that you can power up the villain. Yeah. And and then there's all these power-ups and you're like, why is all of this going on? And my whole kind of attitude to the whole thing was, um, what's what's the deal here that we've got um, all this powering up of the villains happening? Yeah. So that was kind of my, my frustration. Um, and I was like, why can't, like, like, it's fine, I guess, in one sense, if they want to make it so that 
not Diloph, um, but if Rayodin has a bunch of powers. Yeah. Right? But it's annoying to me that now Diloph has powers. Yeah, I I agree. Oh, go for it, Chrissy. No, that's all I was going to say. I was just curious. So I agree with your assessment. My take on it is that Rayodin is so feeble if they were to do like if they were to duke it out with his powers now it would be like watching two little ants like fight each other if him and Diloph were equally paired and then there would be no real stakes involved kind of like Mm -hmm. um in Elantris they talked about Ash went in for recon and he was like oh there was this great battle and he tells Serene about this great battle and it turns Mm -hmm. out that it was just the Elantrians with like spoons and (laughs) and trash can lids and they were like slowly like tapping each other trying not to hurt (laughs) each other that's what it would be like so Sanderson's like okay I need to soup you guys up so that real destruction might happen like make the stakes real Mm-hmm. yeah no i agree yeah i don't think it bothered me i was definitely surprised i don't know i just kind of felt all- like whoa yeah and i think the meat to me the thing that bothered me is that like we get so much explanation on how everything works and suddenly it's like oh Diloph can do a and door now too like how does that work is it the same thing do we ever find out more about this I'm telling you, I don't know. I think yeah. we do. Do we find out more, Sam? Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna say because I don't want to reveal the end of the book. Oh, okay. Ooh, Elof could still be an Elantrian. Yes. Who is a little different from everybody else? Yep. We get Serene once again, not taking Elof seriously. Raiden's like that little man. That lollipop guild man, he did something. And Serene's like, who? And he's like, that guy. He's like, that's just one of Harathan's priests, Serene said dismissively. I imagine he isn't having a very good day. A good day. Diloph is known for his hatred of Elantrians. And once again, Serene is just like unbothered. Just like, Diloph can't be worried about him, but I am worried about Harathan. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised at that big misstep from Serene. She keeps making it. That's, I guess that's true. These are her blind spots. People without literal authority and fat people and where else? Getting married. Women in general. Women. Oh my God. How did I miss that one? (laughs) 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 All right. Well, maybe we can do chapter 57 unless you have any thoughts on 56. Me? Uh, No. Or Chrissy? I have, I have one last thought, but I mean, it could be the last one on 56. Go for it. Yeah. Um, Cause we were talking about like how, the leadership in Aralon is set up to like whoever's the richest is in charge and we're like that seems like a bad system and it's Mm -hmm. like kind of equating your wealth with like how good you are something we talked about and so there's a line in here where Serene 
it, or Radon says, I can't believe they accepted me even as an Elantrian. And Serene said, um, they're finally ready to accept a ruler, not because he's a god or because he has money, but because they know he will lead them well. And I thought that was a good, like, kind of full circle moment where the idea of who should be in charge is changing. Not yeah. like they maybe ever wanted the rich people to be in charge to begin with. Well, this seems to be the first time there's some level of agency over the populace. Where they're going to Rayodin and they're like, hey, we want you to be the leader versus someone showing up and being like, I have all the power. I'm the leader. That's true. Or I have all the money. Right. Yeah. So I think that's a very important note. That Serene will actually be the leader. Yep. All right. Now, all right, let's just hit 57 because that is the the uh, love triangle. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think we can do it. <laughs> this will be the last one. Okay. I think we can finish the book. <laughs> Chrissy's going to have to read it and <laughs> podcast it at we the same can... time. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. So 57, Harathan's perspective, still on the clarity chapter. Um, Harathan is still not a believer that Ryoden is back. And I made a note that his incompetence is really showing this chapter because <laughs> <laughs> he's just so far out of the loop on everything. I'm like, how'd you miss everything? What? And that was all my summary. But now I would add the third leg of the love triangle has formed. Yes. Yes. So Harathan continues to just think Serene does everything. So he's like, <laughs> Serene got Rayodin, a Rayodin lookalike within five hours. And then he says, Serene's move was a brilliant stroke. Tell reassassinated a pretender on the throne. Harathan's plans were in serious danger. So he thinks Serene assassinated Tellry, got the double. Got Rayodin crowned. He he just has a lot of admiration for her. To be fair, if I forget when her Athen came here, maybe he came around the same time as Serene, but maybe he went around the town and was like, these are all fools. And Serene's <laughs> the only one who's come in who like had a brain. <laughs> and so maybe, maybe that's where it's coming from. Yeah. So Harathan feels sad that Serene's actually in love with Rayodin. Yeah, that was like, where had this? Oh, go for it. I said, I was just going to say, yeah, that was a a little bit of a a shocker there. His jealousy is coming in of Rayodin. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, could that foolish adoration really be serious? Where had this man come from so suddenly? And how had he managed to capture Serene, who was normally so discerning? And then he's like, regardless, she had apparently given her heart to him. Harathan knew his jealousy was foolish. And then blah, 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 blah. And then Cringer like, cute with Harathan. cute. <laughs> well, the next line I was going to read was from that paragraph where he says, no, I can't think about this. Just one more month until they're all killed. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that that's not even cringe. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Poor Frathen. He feels like he was sent here for this really important mission. And he's like, he comes in saying that he's like, I'm gonna be their savior. I'm gonna be so important. 
And now it's like, I feel like the only person he was maybe a little important to was Serene because they were always trying to play chess. Mm -hmm. And then he finds out that he wasn't even like playing anything. He had the controller that wasn't plugged in. That was me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Are you going to say something, Sam? No, I wasn't going to say something unless you'd ask me a question. Oh. Do you only speak when spoken to? It's very polite. Um, no, I mean I'm just I'm I'm with you on this stuff. <laughs> right? Like Harathan's a dummy. I kind of shared what I thought earlier of his love of Serene being uh I don't know, I took it as kind of gross, right? Like Yeah. This dude, why why are you getting all these feelings for this princess? Um. Uh. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I took it in a creepy kind of stalkery way. Yeah, every guy in this book is a creep. Rayodin, we just don't know about his creepiness because he was around a bunch of zombies the whole time. <laughs> and had he been around the populace, I bet we would have thought he was a creep too. That's probably true. Yeah, very possible. All right, so they're watching Rayodin become the king, and Diloph is disgusted. He slips away. Harathan is also disgusted, but not because Rayodin's an Elantrian, but because everyone was acting so illogically. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he's kind of having the same reaction we are, where he's watching all this happen, and he's like, this is all outrageous. And he looks at the people... <laughs> like no reaction (laughs) they're just like just another day and he's like what's going on here (laughs) i mean honestly harathan's been setting up this plot for so long he's been like teeing everyone up to follow telry telry's dead this guy comes in he's like i'm i'm rayodin and then they all together in tandem march up to his house (laughs) (laughs) and ask him to be their leader to take their taxes <laughs> like the same day <laughs> and Rayodin shows up in his little leaf crown and his tablecloth robe and he crowns himself <laughs> and they're all okay with it and they're all okay oh my God. so now Hrathen's feeling like a loser because he's like everything I just went for blew up He's like, I should have listened to Diloph. I should have made them hate the Elantrians, and then this would have never happened. You but... know he's in a bad spot when he's like, you know what? I think Diloph had a point. <laughs> I... <laughs> That's how wild this book's gotten. Harathan <laughs> is spinning off his axis. <laughs> he's going off into oblivion. Oh my gosh. But then he remembers that it's not his fault, and he's like, actually, it's the deadline, and I was set up. That was my favorite line, maybe in the whole book. (laughs) If I got a tattoo, maybe it'd be that. (laughs) It's this cursed deadline. (laughs) That's actually Sanderson writing to us because his publisher just said, we need this book tomorrow. (laughs) said, it's this cursed deadline. (laughs) I can't finish my masterpiece. 
<laughs> As a grad student, I think Chrissy can really appreciate this cursed deadline. deadline. <laughs> <laughs> Feels very relevant. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Okay. The next thing I underlined is that dusk had almost passed. So something Chrissy had pointed out earlier is that the beginning of the book, Sanderson's talking about how the sun is bright. A lot of the perspectives will see the sun bright. Then at some point, not really halfway, but then the sun is peak. Then we see the eclipse moon. And now we're seeing dusk has almost passed. So I'm kind of imagining like, the book is ending and this is the symbolism for that. Here That's we are. good. Yeah. That's great, actually. I think that's, that's a very the quality insight you get on Bookalicious. Yes. It's even better because I just used Chrissy's insight and I repeated it. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. Yes. All right. So Diloff slips away and then he goes into all of like the little merchant tents. And then all of a sudden everyone like the in Mulan with the Huns, they're all dressed up in the crowd and then they just all pop out and they're like, actually, we're villains. We're here. We're going to kill you all. Have you seen that scene, Sam? We'll have to share it with you. Yeah, you should share it with me. Okay, I'll share it with you um after because we're almost done uh but the tents and the merchants had been a ruse and so all of the monks had been hiding and then one thing i wanted to get your opinion on was so when all of the monks come out of hiding Prathen stumbled back in horror he knew those twisted figures arms like knotted tree branches skin pulled tight over straight strange ridges and unspoken symbols what do you think about that, Chrissy? Um, well, okay. So we learn at the end of this chapter that these are from, they're from Dakor. And so those mm -hmm. are the demons that have been training there. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize there was like actually a physical transformation that was, I thought demon was kind of like a figure of speech. Well, so we know Harappan went to Dakor. We know when he was in Elantris, if so much as a fly got into his orbit, he used super speed ninja skills and decapitated like decapitated them on the spot. We know that they said that they trained demons. And now this is the first time we're seeing the people from Dakor in like a tank top. This is again the part I really disliked, and this theme continues till the climax of the book, and it's the leveling up of the enemy. Mm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what's the point of, like, you know, Ray Odin finally getting some powers if you suddenly have demon, you know, opponents? Gotta make another challenge. It's too easy. You gotta get angel opponents. I know. I, I, I understand, right? Like, but come on. Feels unnatural. I, I think the come on is why didn't this happen from the beginning? 
why were they even trying all this stuff? Why did they have to sneak in? It seems like they could have just marched their behinds. It's like Crappy even said, he's like, you guys don't even have a wall. Their wall was like a little white picket fence that you like step over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we ever learn? Because we learn more about Harathan's role or non-role in the next chapters. Why? Why didn't they just go from the beginning? I don't want to do the cop out and say bad writing. That <laughs> <laughs> seems but like the only option. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> it, maybe, maybe. It is per- it is perplexing why they didn't just start on page five sixty of this book. <laughs> the book would have been shorter. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a novella. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's all I got in for me. But we're on chapter 58 now. Can we finish the book next episode? Guys, we might. How many Um, chapters is it? Can I read the end of the book is the question. It's 40 pages. I think so. Yeah. Because we've been going a lot faster. Finally. Well, it's been two We told you. We told you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i i want to uh thank all the the listeners who have stuck it out this long uh i he- i hear you i see you i'm trying to help you <laughs> trying to help them um together we will do this together we will do this we're gonna cut that out <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. Love you guys. <laughs> Love you too. Thanks for joining, Bye. Sam. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bookalicious. If you like this discussion, please rate or subscribe to our channel to help other book lovers find this content as well. If you have any questions or suggestions for future books, we'd love to hear from you at bookalicious.pod at gmail.com. As always, thanks for joining our club.